Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about whether markets really need a market maker. But first, we need to define what a market maker is. The role of the market maker is to introduce liquidity into the market. The problem in many markets is that too much time passes between the buyer and the seller getting together. This passage of time means that the market price can fluctuate up and down depending on the number of buyers and sellers and the spread between the bid and the ask price. So exactly what does the market maker do? Well, they step in when there's no buyer and they buy, and they step in and sell when there's no seller. The role of the market maker is to ensure that at any time there's a sale, there's someone waiting to buy, and any time there's a buyer, they step in and sell. In exchange for providing this service, the market maker makes a small profit margin. The market maker is not exposing themselves to any undue risk because there's an expectation the market will continue to operate in an orderly fashion. Now, the major stock market indices around the world work on this premise. When someone buys shares of Tesla on the NASDAQ at the market price, they're buying the shares from a market maker, not the seller of shares. The market maker ensures that when someone puts shares for sale maybe two minutes ago, there would be someone available to make the trade without having to wait for that trade to be fulfilled when a buyer materializes. Markets of all types have existed throughout the world without the role of a market maker. The real estate market in my local community has no market maker. When you bargain for a bushel of tomatoes at the farmer's market, there's no market maker. And if the tomatoes don't sell by the end of the day, the farmer takes what's left home and hopes he can sell them the next day. Maybe he puts them on sale in the afternoon so they sell faster and he won't have to take them home. If there's no buyer for my house, then my house simply won't sell. There's no market maker. Now, Wall Street has come to depend on the role of the market maker to inject liquidity. We see similar forces in the bond market. The brokers traditionally played a role as the market maker in the bond market. Again, the role is to inject liquidity into the market where it's needed. The higher risk corporate end of the bond market was less liquid than the lower risk, lower yield government end of the bond market. Now, for the second time this century, the Federal Reserve has stepped in as a crisis manager. In this role, policymakers can lend money to solvent but illiquid intermediaries, kind of as the lender of last resort. They can backstop the financial markets as a market maker, and when all else fails, they can take the place of dysfunctional private sector intermediaries as true market makers. The question is, what happens to a market if there's no market maker? Is the market maker essential to a healthy functioning market? Or does the market maker disguise underlying problems in the market during times of crisis? In my understanding, the role of the market maker is simply to provide liquidity during normal trading. And when a crisis emerges, the market maker has the prerogative to step out of that role so they don't expose themselves to undue risk. Now, the Federal Reserve said on June 15th that they'll begin buying individual corporate bonds under its secondary market corporate credit facility. Now, let me get this straight. I could be a captain of U.S. industry with the need for additional debt. The banks won't lend it because there isn't sufficient collateral. The income isn't consistent enough to sell the bonds because we've got a global pandemic on our hands. So the Fed is going to step in and buy that debt that's too toxic for real investors to touch. All of this being justified as merely providing market liquidity. The Fed also spelled out for the first time how it plans to implement its bond buying strategy 
saying it would follow a diversified market index of U.S. corporate bonds created explicitly for the facility. The Fed built the index internally. So here's the rule that needs to be followed. It's listed under Section 13.3 of the Federal Reserve Act. An index assures the Fed complies with the spirit of the law under Section 13.3, which says that emergency lending facilities must be broad-based and provide a mechanism for the central bank to avoid industry concentration. I'm going to quote directly from the Act. A program or facility that's structured to remove assets from the balance sheet of a single and specific company, or that is established for the purpose of assisting a single and specific company avoiding bankruptcy, resolution under Title II of the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act, or any other federal or state insolvency proceeding, shall not be considered a program or facility with broad-based eligibility. Wow, so here's the deal. The Fed is going to make up an index that has a few companies in it, or who knows, maybe even one company, so that they can stay in compliance with the letter of the rule under Section 13.3. That explains why the stock market indices are at such crazy levels, despite the economic downturn. The Fed is going to buy corporate America's bad debt, and they're going to do it with printed money, under the guise of buying an index. That, folks, to me looks like a bailout, and it's definitely not a market maker activity. But it's worse than that. Money is being printed, and it's being handed to very specific companies, without the oversight of Congress. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.